Welcome to a new episode of By My Telingual Stories. My name is Elizabeth Aitai and I'm your host. My guest today is an artist and filmmaker from Shanghai. He received a Bachelor of Science degree in Mathematics and Physics from Tsinghua University in 2016 and an MFA degree in Photo, Video and Related Media from the School of Visual Arts, New York in 2019. Thanks for being here. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah. yeah. I'd like just to start with you saying your name. My name is uh, Han Wen Zhang. And um, what is your country of origin and where do you currently reside? My country of origin is uh, China and uh, I'm currently living in New York. How many languages do you speak? I speak two languages. What is your mother tongue? My mother tongue is Chinese, Mandarin Chinese. At what age did you start learning your second language? I started learning the second language uh, since I was maybe seven or eight. So that was at school? Yeah, okay. it's at school, like at primary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you have English every day? Back then, I didn't have English every day at school. Do you recall how often? Maybe, maybe like three times per week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What language... Do you feel most comfortable with? I feel most comfortable with Chinese, Mandarin Chinese. Mandarin Chinese. Do you also understand Cantonese? No, I can't understand. Like uh, the written ones are quite similar. I can't either speak or understand Cantonese, Chinese. Mandarin is like the standardized Chinese. And Mm -hmm. um, Cantonese is uh, only spoken in specific area in the such like Canton or Hong Kong or maybe Singapore a little bit. Yeah. I see. A mm. different area basically has their own dialect. But it's just it varies in pronunciation and uh, some dialect has their own specific words or phrase, like uh, which didn't show up in the Mandarin. The Mandarin, in some way, you can call it official language and also the like uh, the official pronunciation of Chinese. Mm-hmm. What language do you use to communicate emotional state? It depends on whom am I talking to, right? I would prefer to use the mother tongue to communicate emotion. But if I'm, you know, if you have an English-speaking girlfriend or something, you have to speak English. And I, I did that before. I had the experience of like having an emotional conversation using English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel any difference to versus if you were using your mother tongue? I guess uh, the most challenge is uh, you have to, because it's, it's not that fluent. And uh, sometimes you got this feeling like, oh, I, I need, I want to express specific feeling or emotion but uh, I need to like take a while to really carry out the words to bring out or like I don't know what's the the most accurate way to express the feeling using English yeah but using using Mandarin Chinese is like a more much more fluent mm-hmm. yeah what language do you dream in before coming to the States, definitely I've never dreamed in English. Like um, all of them are in Mandarin Chinese. But like, uh, yeah, recently maybe I had the experience of like dreaming English. Yeah, but not, not often. How many years have you been in the States now for? 
two years and uh, nearly four months. Do you recall the moment when you had your first dream in English? English? I don't think so. In the retrospect, do you remember any feeling or thought that came up when you realized that you didn't dream in Mandarin Chinese, but English? Hmm, good question. I don't really recall any specific, like I can't remember the dream. But I suppose, because I used to have a weird, not weird dream, but I got this experience of uh, like a half and half, like in dream, like uh, people are speaking Mandarin Chinese. Like the same person, and then like a I don't know maybe in the second half or in the middle they turn to speak English. Yeah, I had that that kind of experience. Yeah. How did it feel? You you woke up and you're like, okay, cool. So was it just natural for you? Just natural, like going from one language in the other and incorporating into your very inner world. It feels weird, I guess. That's the reason why, like maybe I can remember it. I can't remember specific events or activity or you know what's the content of the dream but i remember the feeling like a one in the middle like a turn people turn to speak english and then it just feels weird yeah if you remember events people if you think about concept which language are you thinking in and looking back in that's also hard yeah sometimes i'm really conscious about like uh you know i have this inner dialogue it's just like uh, you are speaking to yourself like mm -hmm. internally and sometimes i'm really conscious of like uh, oh i'm i'm thinking in chinese or i'm thinking in english yeah maybe it happens uh, more like when i'm i'm here in in vermont studio center because maybe because like um i haven't really spoken Chinese for Mandarin Chinese for like maybe 15 days so like English is the dominant language so maybe when I went back to studio I will like have this kind of inner conversation oh I'm heading back to the studio that inner conversation what language is that in it's in English but not all of them because I also I, I had the habits of uh, writing diary like maybe at the beginning it's uh, like writing only in Chinese and uh, I remember like a Two days ago, three days ago, after I got drunk, like I wrote in English, <laughs> <laughs> wrote in English, and then the next day, like a uh, half Chinese, half English. You will like write something, and then you input a, you insert a, a word, English word or a sentence, or even phrase into the the Chinese body of text. I don't write the whole thing like in English. Like usually, it will be. Yeah, only if I got drunk. And it's it's funny because last night when while I was uh, writing my diary, like uh, uh, my roommates came back, like they came back as a group, like they are chatting, and uh, because the sound wasn't really isolated, like in the in the house, so I can hear they are discussing, like they're chatting outside. And while I was writing in Chinese, and then I, I got a feeling like they got interference with each other. So because I, I I'm like listening English, I know like what oh something is happening outside, and I'm writing my diary. And then during that period of time, like I made a lot of mistakes. I can write down. And then, I'm not sure it's, if it's uh, like a distraction or language thing. Not sure. Maybe if I got Chinese roommates walking in there, also chatting something, I will also. Get interference but i'm not sure mm -hmm. yeah. it could be linguistic interference i experienced more as uh, saying like if, if i'm writing english paper i can listen to chinese songs like uh, 
I hear that, but it almost feel like、uh, listening to classic music. You know, like、mm-hmm. a, I'm not quite sure now, but like before, I can listen to Chinese songs and then write English paper. But I maybe I can't do listening to English songs while write English papers. I got more distracted.、Mm-hmm. But while I'm listen, I'm I'm listening to Chinese songs, writing English paper. It didn't got interference that much. It works、uh, as like I don't I don't know any、uh, I don't know Japanese. If I'm writing a paper, like playing Japanese song, like it won't interfere at all.、Mm-hmm. Because to me, like I'm listening to the tone, it's almost like just listening to music. Yeah, because you don't understand. Yeah, don't yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. Now、mm-hmm. yeah, I see the comparison with classical music. Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Are there any situations in your life where you would pick one language over the other? Sometimes it's kind of forced the thing, you know. Like you don't really have a choice, right? Like you are speaking, you are no matter like a, you are dealing with a relationship or whatever. Like if you are speaking to a non-bilingual person, you have to use you know either Chinese or English. If, for example, like talking to my family. I can only speak Chinese, even though like you got this situation, like、uh, you know, as Boris said, you will insert an English word like into the the Chinese sentence. Sometimes I feel like comfortable doing that, like、uh, texting my friends, but I always have the awareness,、uh, like I won't using English words when texting my parents because I know like they are pure, they are not English speaker. Yeah, yeah. So if I type something like "Oh, I'm in my studio," I will translate the whole thing in Chinese. But if I'm texting this like to my friends or like you know like a bilingual friends, maybe I will only translate like "I'm I'm in." Yeah, but I I won't translate studio. I will just use the English. Can you say that this whole sentence in in Chinese? If you translate the whole thing, I will text my my parents like as a 我在工作室里 Yeah, but if I'm texting bilingual friends. I see.、Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, right. In the language, so you can't use that. You have to translate. Right. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. I remember there's a there's a research like people there's a specific term to call this phenomena because you know like when you are talking like when we are using language you are referring to you know the the idea or the notion. If you say it as a mapping, it's like a you know I am looking for the map to. Refer to the thing I want to say, and、uh, you know sometimes, like for example, studio visit. The studio visit is、uh, is mapped to the idea, but like a, like a, if I want to say the same idea in Chinese, the path maybe is longer than the studio visit. When you want to say something like a directly, it's like I'm gonna say this idea, and then I'm looking for words. So like even though in my map, like a studio visit and the translation. Version of it refers to the same idea, but it's easier to reach to the studio visit than the translation of studio visit. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a phenomenon I remember.、Mm, I have to research it. Yeah, it's in the I believe it's in the like a language study, but it's it's really like a bilingual thing or like a multilingual mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Are there any situations where you feel frustrated with language? Yeah, definitely all the times.、So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you feel frust frustrated mostly. From like second language, in some rare situation, I will feel frustrated. Like、uh, from Chinese, 
sometimes because you know uh, you can't or maybe talk in a specific way. Yeah, in that situation, you feel frustrated. In most cases, it's uh, because it's yeah, it's uh, from English. Talking with friends, uh, especially like the chatting in the in the group, participating in the group chat, you will feel frustrated when people are discussing really complex things. Yeah, other people are sharing the same context while you are out of it. Yeah, it's quite clear.、Mm-hmm. Do you feel the rhythm of language? Maybe Chinese, but not English. I'm struggling to read like like English poetry. It's like you know, like when the writers did the reading. Like if I miss, if I can't understand, like maybe half of the the words itself, I will get lost. You know, especially poetry is really playful, and、uh, you know how to combine words, how to assemble them, and、uh, and also especially when they are doing experiments or they are playful using words, and you are not at the level I stated. And I I believe like you will get lost because you are understanding it, but maybe the gap between words are stretched like in in poetry. So you need a kind of stable、uh, relationship like between words to understand them, like grammar. And、um, if you just take it to a very everyday like use, would you say that you feel the rhythm of English, or is it still just Mandarin Chinese only? I think I can feel that. But、uh, what I'm、uh, what I was talking about is about like the kind of the beauty of the language, you know, like when you are reading a poetry, like you know, like a tonality,、mm-hmm. you just feel like oh, this is beautiful. Like I can feel that in in Chinese, mimicking the the rhythm of English, you can do that. Yeah. Or、uh, sometimes I'm fascinated by、uh, how like Asian Americans speak. Like sometimes they really、uh, it sounds dramatic.、Mm-hmm. They, they will be like it sounds dramatic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I got I got I got this feeling. <laughs> Last night I I don't I don't know I'm not sure. You know you know you know. Yeah yeah totally. Yeah. I, someone told me that's more valley girl talk. More valley girl. Valley girl. That's a term. Valley girl.、Mm-hmm. Valley girl means、uh, people from you know the countryside and the like. Really? Yeah. I heard a lot of like Asian American. Especially guys like saying saying that like their rhythm is it's like a really、uh, American way because you know British people don't speak like that. Does this Shite. rhythm Shite. the language <laughs> does it change you emotionally or physically? I don't know. I think I'm still speaking in my way. I'm not really following that kind of rhythm.、Mm. But maybe if you are speaking in that rhythm, maybe you are you will feel differently compared to Chinese. Like imagine you were talking in Chinese with me, which has a different rhythm from English. Do you feel a change or a difference in your body language, body feeling, emotions? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Can you grasp it with words? I feel like that that. It got characteristic embedded in that tone. If you are talking in this way, you are playing. You are. I feel like you are playing a role of a, you know, like a maybe emotional sort of plastic. It's mimicking. Mimic, yeah, mimicking. But but I mean, I, I I'm just saying like this.、Uh, I'm mimicking maybe this characteristic, which is yeah, it came with the language, I believe. Yeah, but when I I am talking, my accents is. Sort of in between. I don't know, like、uh, American English and Chinese. I guess, yeah. 
you brought in the the rhythm of uh, your native language, sort of combined it with uh, English. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you define cultural belonging? How do you define cultural belonging? Uh, hmm. I self-identified as a like it belongs to like greater maybe like Chinese culture or like East Asian culture, but maybe it's it's funny because if I go back to China, maybe my friends will say like, "Oh, you feel so American." Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm like, but I I know people who has this issue. Finally, they are they are left over in this kind of in between status, like uh, maintaining their uh, cultural identity when while they are in the States or uh, when they went back to the original culture and uh, it also feels different. Who's a migrant? Geographic, geographical movement. I define migrants as uh, the people who moved geographically. Yeah, I think that's the, the, that's the most straightforward. Do you consider yourself a migrant? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But maybe some, the, it also, yeah, like if, if you move from the West Coast to the East Coast, you are not that migrant. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a different story. Like if you are, if you live in China, like if you, Say if you are Tibetan, you moved to Beijing or Shanghai, that almost feel like a migrant. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of the idea of having a universal language? There are pros and cons. And, uh, you know, the good way is like, oh, everyone can, can understand each other. But the bad way is uh, you really get rid of, get rid of uh, you really lost a lot of uh, variety. I know in history, uh, there were people who really tried to establish like a, a universal language, and none of them like ended up as a really universal language. Most of them either died in history or it became some like a a secret, not secret, but like a, like a a thing that shared only in a small group. And uh, yeah, so none of them really succeed to achieve the goal. So I, I, I believe English now is as the universal thing, yeah, to be used. You can you can invent like a, a one, just say like this is gonna be the universal thing. You're gonna speak this, yeah. So if English is universal, would you take into account possibly losing Mandarin Chinese forever in favor of English? I'm definitely not okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, because there are culture embedded in Chinese. Yeah, you can't get rid of it. It's like a, there are many like a native uh, languages are dying in the States because people don't speak that. And uh, many things will just vanish, like uh, if the dominant thing is is uh, is English. But I I believe like it won't vanish like Chinese. There are like a uh, more than thirteen 
1.3 billion people are saying that. But maybe you know, like some some language are quite、um, dangerous.、Mm-hmm. Say Dutch. Yeah, this kind of country. Yeah, but but maybe it's still. But say say、uh, Swiss Switzerland, they don't even have a, like a Swiss language. They do. It's Romance. Romance.、Mm-hmm. I thought like half of them like speak French and half of them speak German. Yeah, there was like German. One part speaks Swiss German,、uh-huh. the other part speaks French, and then there was also Italian. Yeah, in the third part. But then there is also romance, romance, which is a romance language. Is it like also part of like a listed as official language like of Switzerland? The official language is one French, romance, Italian, and German. Thank you for joining us today. You can take a look at Hanwin's work by visiting his website hanwinjack.com. Thanks for your support. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, be well.